Hello, this is Let's Talk Tottenham, uh, the podcast all about Tottenham, their matches, rumours and everything in between. Uh, For those of you who were listening before, which isn't many of you, so it doesn't really apply to that many people and it's not going to make much difference. The podcast did have a few previous names and a few other episodes, uh, but I've since changed it to Let's Talk Tottenham and this is the first episode of that one. So... This one is basically about the Southampton game and a massive, massive win there that showed the team spirit has never wavered. Uh, And a few silly little Twitter and newspaper rumours that have been going around this week as well. Uh, So let's talk Tottenham. So first and foremost, this was a massive, massive win and a long overdue one. a few errors in there, but we got away with it. But I, I would say that this result was probably, it sounds stupid, but probably better than a 5-0 win, um, just because it showed the, the grind and determination to get the job done and see the game out. Whereas 5-0 win, it's fairly done and dusted fairly early after three goals. and You know, you don't really learn that much about the players. Uh, but th- this win, down to 10 men, backs against the wall still. Uh to come out on top with Southampton having most of the, the possession uh, and a few good chances that Lovis made amends for his previous error with, I think shows the character of the team and that the team spirit has never really wavered. Uh, obviously, we rode our luck. The, the sending off, we can't complain about, really. It's two stupid yellow cards. And, you know, even if the second one isn't a yellow card, it was a bit soft. What is he doing that for? Like he's on a yellow card. You've got to be sensible. You've got to, you know, it's absolutely stupid. But then that's what he does. But <laughs> I saw on Twitter someone say that Jan Vertonghen and and Alderweireld both look their look when he was going to get the second yellow was like, oh, for Christ's sake, not again. He does this all the time. He's stupid. But he's got to learn from that. He's old enough. But yeah. And Loris's mistake as well, I think. <laughs> it's like uh, maybe he shouldn't try the Coif turn anymore. If he does, make sure he gets his foot on the ball, not just step over it. It was a v- brilliant step over that even fooled him. Uh, but I, you know, I don't know why he's doing that. But, but Pochettino has said, don't blame him, blame Pochettino because he's the way he tells him to play that way. But I'm sure he doesn't tell him to just give the goal away. You know. But he won't do that again. But in the second half, he, he was superb, Lois, and made two great saves. Uh, so I'll, I'll forgive him for that. Yeah, I'll forgive him for that because he did make some one brilliant saves, one from a header and one from a Ward-Prowse free kick. Uh, the free kick, he, he moved his feet really quickly and shot across the goal. Um, but yeah, well, he, he could have easily... Let it go to his head and get get him down for the second half, but he didn't. He 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 got it out of his mind and sorted it out, and and he was superb in that second half. Uh, Undumbele as well. Uh, I thought he had a really good game. Uh, I, I think that the problem with him at the moment is he's been a little bit injured and he's been playing in a French league, and you know, compared to the Premier League, the French league is like playing down the park on a Sunday. It's not competitive and it's you know not as competitive rather. I'll I'll say. Uh, whereas the Premier League, you don't really get any time on the ball. So I, I do think in in a month or so with a, a, a sustained run of games, 
he will be we'll see what a player he is uh Dembele with goals like he gets forward a lot he he, he runs with the ball he protects the ball so i th- i think we will see the best of him maybe in a month if he can avoid injuries and get a sustained run of uh, games as i've said uh, Sissoko as well in the middle of the pitch. I thought when Oria got sent off and Sissoko went to right back, I thought we lost something in midfield there. I thought we lost a bit of combativeness. Uh, but then I suppose that's to be expected anyway because we're a man light. Uh, so we have to sacrifice someone in midfield uh, to keep four at the back. Uh, but Sissoko, his four-year deal as well for a 30-year-old. Interesting. Uh but maybe Pochettino sees him in training every day, so maybe he thinks he's still going to have the engine in, in four years' time. Uh, he, he is an older player as well, so his influence in the dressing room will be key as well. Uh, certainly for the young players, people like Winks can learn from him. Uh, Winks, Winks has been superb all season, to be perfectly honest. Uh, I think he's maybe Lamella, but arguably Winks has been our player of the season so far. and He's a Tottenham lad as well. Another one of our own, uh, and you can see that he cares when when things go against us. He, 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 you can see he takes it a bit personally. You can see that he wants to win, not just for the team, but because he's a fan. Uh, and you know, it's no surprise that he's come on leaps and bounds in the last two years when he's been playing at places like the Bernabeu, New Camp, San Siro, Champions League final. So, I think playing against the better players does make you a better player. I think that's fairly agreeable with all football fans and you know he's been playing against the best isn't he in 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 those you know against Modric and Messi you know the Champions League final so it's no surprise that he he's come on leaps and bounds uh for a small small guy as well he seems to be quite strong gets himself in in there and and you know wins the ball back um so yeah I I think yeah, he he's been our best player. Uh, Lamella did change the game when he came on. I thought he, we were losing a bit in midfield, and and what Lamella did really well was getting him nicking the ball away and then drawing the foul just to ease a bit of pressure. You know, slow the game down, stop a bit of Southampton momentum. He did that a few times where he he knew exactly what he was doing to get the foul, got the foul, and then that kind of stopped the momentum a little bit. And yeah, and he he's been great this season as well. I also want to have a talk about Ericsson. I know this is going to be quite controversial, but I, I was really pleased that he was playing in that game. Uh, I know he, he's talk of, is does he want away, which I think he does. Not because he hates Tottenham or anything, he just wants a new challenge or to win things possibly. But, I, I, you know, there, there's some debate whether he's going to down tools, whether he's a player he used to be and whatever. I don't think he'll down tools. I, he doesn't come across to me like the kind of guy who, like, well, I'm going to sulk now because I can't leave. Also, these rumours where he's going to turn down any like bids that come in, offers that come in, in in January so he can leave on a free, I think that's just rubbish. I think that's absolute crap. You know, the whole uh, wanting to leave for a new challenge, that came from his mouth. You, you, there's interviews where he said that, whereas this, the leave for free, that was from the Daily Mail. So has anyone actually heard him say that rather than some journalist in... You know, I'm not a massive fan of journalists anyway, certainly in papers that just make stories up. So no one's actually heard him say that. And he, you, you look at the second goal when he passed his son and then went for the return. He, he sprinted there to get 
on the end of Sun's ball. If he was down in tools, he'd have been jogging there and he'd have been poncing around, pissing about. Wouldn't really have uh, made an effort to get there. So I don't think he'll down tools. He doesn't go in for many challenges, but I can't remember him really doing that, really. He's more. Of, he's a luxury player, isn't he, really? So he, he, he's not going to be the battler like a Winks or a Sissoko or an Undembele. Although Kane does battle, so it's an argument that that's no excuse. Uh, but the thing about Eriksen is, at the moment, he's the only playmaker we have. He's the only guy, like a De Bruyne, who, who can string a game together, you know, gets the ball from the defenders, pings it 50 yards to Sun or, or more if they're playing. So they're one-on-one. He did that a couple of times for, for Sun in this game. Uh, on the turn, turns, looks up, Sun's with the defender, lifts it over his head, so Sun's one-on-one. No other player does that. They, they, we all pass side to side, and when it get does get to Sun, he's got two people around him, and then he he has to turn back. So I think Eriksson is is crucial. If this the Celso guy is a playmaker, then it's fine. You you can put him in instead of Eriksson, but I think you have to have a playmaker in. I think you have to, certainly against teams who are going to sit back, which Southampton did until the sending off. But I think you have to against teams who sit back because otherwise you're just side to side and then it just it's too slow and it's easy for them to defend. They're two banks of four, just move side to side along with the ball. So you need that playmaker to speed it up and slow it down, give a bit of variety, and that's what Ericsson is. But that's my view anyway. It's slightly controversial, I guess, with with what's going on. Um, but I, I, I was pleased that when his name got read out, he didn't get booed. I thought he might get booed by a bit of a... Of the crowd, so I was pleased that I didn't hear any of that. Um, Dyer as well when he came on, barking orders, bit of a leader there. Uh, he 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 was slagged off a little bit on Twitter, but it was after the Colchester game, like you know, everyone could have been slagged off there because we should have beaten them. But like fair play to Colchester, they're their game plan, they're stuck to it, and it worked. So good luck to them. Uh, but Dyer's a bit of a leader. I think we can get him back to his sixteen seventeen season, Dyer. Where he was sitting in the, in front of the midfield, when we didn't have the ball, slotted into a three at the back. When we did have the ball, he was in the midfield, but he doesn't. He rarely gets past the halfway line, really. So I I think that gives us stability there, or did give us stability. Allows the full backs to go forward and the, for the forward players to do their stuff up the top, because they've got that added security and knowledge that Dyer's back there, and we got people back. Uh, I think we're a bit more expansive these days, without him in there. Uh, and that's why we create so uh, concede sorry so many chances, just because we haven't got that extra security. And when people go forward, we're, we're susceptible on the counter attack. But I think with Dyer in there, if we can get him back to that fitness in sixteen seventeen season, and, and put him in there, I think he can do that. Wanyama was great at that as well. But the, the difference with Wanyama is he he was never ever def, a defender, so he never went back into the back three. Whereas Dyer, because he used to be a defender, knows. He's a good midfielder because he knows what he wants that midfielder to do from his days playing in defence. And then when he slots into defence, that was his first position, so he knows that as well. So I think if we can get him back, that'd be great. You might be able to hear my voice is starting to go a little bit. I was <laughs> I was at the game and then went to a gig straight afterwards as well, so my voice is a <laughs> little bit hoarse to say the least. Uh, so carrying on talking like this is, is making it worse. So you might be pleased to know that it won't be a massive podcast, this one. Uh, but back to the game. Uh, you, you can't really these days talk about having a good game and a win 
uh, and how good players were without mentioning a certain Mr Kane. Uh, I thought he was superb. Leading the line well. My only criticism of him in in previous years has been his hold-up play and the ball goes up top, launched in the air. He doesn't really win it like a... Lorente flicks it on and holds it up, but I thought to, he, he has been getting better at it, Kane, and he was really good at that, I thought, uh, yesterday. And the second goal came from that with his header to Sanu, skipped the defender and then scored. Which, which by the way, is a, is a proper Spurs goal, that free-flowing, forward, going forward quick, bodies forward. Uh, it was a brilliant goal, that, and devastating counter-attack. Uh, but Harry... Took his goal brilliantly. Uh, whether he meant that flick up there or was it just a miscontrol, we'll go with the first one and give him the benefit of the doubt that he set it up for the volley. But, you know, what makes him a brilliant striker as well, as, as uh, barring the obvious and everything like that and the movement, is when he shoots, generally he hits the corner. And you look at Ronaldo, Messi, who who best two players to ever play the game, in my opinion, Um when they score goals or have shots, they aim for the inside of the post. And most of the time, it either goes in off the post or, or right in the corner. Kane does the same kind of thing. That goal yesterday was right in the corner. It, it, I don't think it hit the post, but it wasn't far off. So rather than just shooting and blasting it and aiming for the middle of the goal, or, or, or slightly to the corner, which gives the goalkeeper a chance, they're, they're aiming for the corners. And nine times out of ten, they hit it. Uh, so I, I think that's what makes him so good, or one of the things that makes him so good. His movement as well, uh, just his attitude really as well. He, he He's one of those, like Messi doesn't really run back. And, and there was a stat a few years ago that of 87% of his uh, movement was walking in a game or something like that. So he's basically running when he needs to. Whereas Kane puts himself about and, and works for the team, going back, going forward. So he's a proper, proper team player. Very much like a, a, a Rooney back in the day. Uh, so yeah, so I, I, to, I wouldn't swap him for any other striker in, in world football at this moment in time. Uh, yeah, I don't know if people heard that. There was a car that zoomed past. But uh, to reiterate, I wouldn't swap him for any striker in world football at this moment in time. I just think he's all-round game is superb. But apart from... Being able to hold it up, which isn't an A A game at the moment, but he is getting better. And he needed to be really with the the the, <laughs> the Lovis mistake, which he he'd <laughs> look terrified to wanna piss around with it again, which is understandable, so it was always going long. Uh I've already mentioned Winks, which I think is he's been superb. Uh and and the team spirit, I think. That's been called into question in the last week, and you know, with the Colchester loss and the the less the Leicester Arsenal uh, Olympiacos games going into the lead and then dropping two goals, it's been called into question. But I think yesterday showed that it it, it was a blip, and that's all it was, and it was a bit of a bad form because uh, that that you know, a lot of teams going down to ten men would feel sorry for themselves, invite pressure on, and capitulate there, uh, and we didn't. You know, uh, the goal that we conceded was a shocker, but we'll talk about that a bit later on. But I think the team spirit just was epitomised in that second half. You know, everyone working, nothing, everything left on the pitch. That's what Kane said as well. People coming on and then putting a shift in as soon as they come on. 
Um, and I think the team spirit there sh- shone through that, you know, grinding it out rather than, you know, it's all very well and lovely to be winning 4-0 and, and you know, playing attractive football and never getting into any pressure. But, you know, in in some ways, the grinding out results 2-1 or 1-0 and when you're under the cosh and seeing it through are, are better and are more enjoyable just because of the team spirit there and, and you know, the togetherness. I think that, shone through so that that really pleased me because I, I was worried at the start of the first five minutes of the second half um, that we wouldn't be able to cope with that but truth be told and, and you know you never think this during the game because of, of tempting fate I, I didn't think Southampton really looked like they were going to score the, the two saves was from a free kick and a set piece of corner which was poor marking but neither here nor there but in terms of from open play creating anything they didn't really create anything but so I think we're fairly comfortable whether that's because they didn't create anything or we just stopped them from creating anything with good like um, positioning and you know guts but yeah I, yeah I, I think we deserve to win Kane had a chance just before just after the, the half time as well he should have squared it to Ericsson and got a bit greedy uh but we won and, and he got the winner, so we'll let him off that. So they're all the good points of the game out of the way, so let's talk about the fuck-ups. So, firstly, Loris. He's a quality keeper, there's no doubt about that. But he he's, I would say, not the A-list goalkeeper. He's the B+. Plus. Just because he makes too many mistakes. But when he's on form, Loris, he, he's fantastic. That second half, he was fantastic. Didn't put a foot or hand wrong and, and was superb and arguably won us the game by those two key saves. Uh, and he didn't look pressured or, 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 or anything like that. But you can't legislate for that mes- mistake there. Just get rid of the bloody thing, you know? It's been coming for four years, though, the way that we piss about with it there. That's Pochettino who says to us for us to play out the back, and that's fine. But you've got to be sensible. And, and playing out the back seems to become compulsory now with football teams or top football teams. You know, Man City do it, and then everyone seems to follow. But it, it does work. It obviously is designed to draw the other team out, and then there's space in the middle of the pitch. But you, you've got to know when to when to hoof it long, when to get rid of it when to be able to play. This new rule where you can like you know, a goal kick can stay in the eighteen yard box hasn't helped us. Because we're not wide, as wide at, at doing that at the moment. But, you know, Loris won't do that again. You know, next time if there's someone coming, he'll just get rid. I'm confident of that. Uh but he makes too many mistakes. Last year I think he made about eight, you know, and all of them cost us points. So top top goalkeepers I'll I'll say David De Gea like a few years ago. He's made a few recently, but a few years ago he was winning them points and games without making any mistakes. Key saves that Arsenal game and the game against us as well. I think at Wembley, where he made so many saves. Top top keepers don't make mistakes, or they make one or two per season. Like you look at Peter Schmeichel back in the day at United, he was. I'll go on record now and say he's the best goalkeeper I'll ever see in my lifetime. He was just immense and superb. But he, he, you know, the amount of times that someone goes one on one, he saves it, go up the other end, Cantona scores one nil, they win. You know, huge. Loris just makes too many mistakes for me. I, I love Loris, but 
Yeah, he's a World Cup winner as well. He shouldn't be making these mistakes. He should be able to, you know, sort that out. But, but as I say, in the second half, he was superb, so I'll let him off. Uh, there's also been been talk as well on Twitter that make Kane captain now, which there's no doubt that Kane is captain material. But I, I just personally don't think you swap captains halfway through the season. Like You, you take it off of Loris now, and it's going to demotivate him, maybe. So... Keep it as it is. Also, as well, like sixteen, seventeen season, and, and you know, teams like Man United, like the captain. You know, I, I wouldn't say it's pointless, but you have leaders all over the pitch. You know, Roy Keane was the Man United captain, but Paul Scholes was a was a leader. Rio Ferdinand was a leader. And Steve Bruce was a leader. So you don't necessarily have one leader and that's it, and that's the captain. So Kane's a leader, Winks is a leader, Dyer's a leader, Adderfield's a leader, Vertonghen's a leader, Loris is a leader. So we've got leaders all over the pitch, so the captain isn't as important as... as it's more of a, you know, a bonus kind of thing. The captain, that's quite a good thing, and you get to lead your team out. So... I wouldn't change it, to be honest. Uh, but look, Loris has got to sort these mistakes out and try and stop them, you know. I, I can understand maybe three or four a season, but not eight. And and certainly not pissing around with it, trying to Cruyff turn it with inside your six-yard box and, and getting caught. But as I say, we got away with it, so he got away with it, so he'll, he'll hopefully never do that again. Uh, the other fuck-up, Aurier. What do we say about him? It's just he's a, he's been an accident waiting to happen every time he gets on the pitch. Almost like one of his first games, Real Madrid, where he went diving in from behind, conceded a penalty. Luckily, we got away with that game. But again, here the two yellow cards. The referee was bloody awful. Like I don't know how many fouls Southampton had to make until they got a yellow card. You know, ten fouls in the first half, no yellow cards. We make three, we get a man sent off. But having said that. He didn't have any choice with the obvious stuff. The first one, the guy's going away from goal. He's on the halfway line almost. Going away from goal and he goes sliding in. What on earth is he doing there? Just, you know, just leave him. Just leave him. It's just so stupid. And then he has the audacity to say, I didn't touch him. You know, maybe he did get the ball, but the the way the law is now, you get the ball, that's fine. But if you go through the man, it's a yellow card. And then... The second one, it did look out from where I was, but match of the day was a bit inconclusive. But even so, like, don't pull him back. Don't pull him back. Just let him run down the line. Get He was good. He was the wrong side of him for a start, so he's probably trying to rectify that, you know. Gary Neville talks about it all the time, doesn't he? Like, you know, you make a mistake and then you make another one trying to rectify the first mistake. But So he made a mistake. But just see him down the line. You've got to be more sensible. And he's an experienced player as well. Absolutely stupid. Yeah, but he he's had a good start to the season, all yeah, and then he messes it up like that. Absolutely stupid. Luckily, we got away with it, and he has apologised. So I'll, I'll let him off, but he's got to learn from that. And but Willie, I mean, he's been doing it for two bloody years now, maybe longer than that. The right back situation is an interesting one, <coughs> with Trippier gone and not really replacing him. I think Pochettino thought it was Carl Walker Peters' time, which. I don't know, he played well in a few games and then maybe he's not ready or, or maybe the occasion gets to him. And then Aurier, going forward, he's great. But his, his temperament and, and stupidity is just... Eh. 
And he's got to learn from that. But I would imagine he'll play against Bayern Munich and he would have been got given a big dressing down by Pochettino. Go, Don't fucking do that again. Uh, hopefully, anyway. Right, I'll call that half-time. Uh, my throat is getting a bit sore, so I'm going to have a rest for a little bit. Have a bit of a cough, try and like sort it out and calm it down. Uh, so, you know, make a cup of tea. Go and get a beer from the <laughs> half-time uh, stand and I'll be back in a bit and we're back to talk Tottenham some more so the, the sh- stupid rumours that came up on Twitter this week were well, on Twitter were the, the rumours where Vertonghen had a black eye where there's rumours that he had a fight with Kane or something like that and the reason for those fights was he's trying to <laughs> he's trying to he's trying to fuck Ericsson's wife and just, I mean, absolutely ridiculous that. I, I think, what a thing to be bloody making a rumour up about. And, it, you know, if it is true, if if the 1% of likelihood is that it is true, what the hell was Ericsson doing here? We're letting Kane hit him. Surely he should have been. So I think it's absolute nonsense and just, just ridiculous, just Twitter gossip and, and trying to get a reaction and everything. I think, you know... I don't know what happened, but I I would imagine it wasn't even a punch up. It was you know one's a defender, one's a striker, so they're, they're naturally in training and at some point going to be against each other. So I I would imagine one of them ran into the other, or something like that. But yeah, to start a rumor up like that, I think just just calm the fuck down. It just yeah, and then other people just don't believe all of that rubbish. Uh, I'm glad as well that the Pochettino out, Poch out hashtag on Twitter has, has stopped pretty much. I mean, absolutely ridiculous. And everyone I spoke to at the ground agreed that it was just nonsense. So it's just, even though there's a lot on Twitter, it's just a minority of the fans that think that. And I think a lot of it is bandwagon stuff, jumping on the bandwagon. Others is just trying to be, inverted commas, funny. Uh so yeah, he he's got the back in there. There are a few songs for him there, the the Magic You Know song, which was good. So hopefully he he heard that and appreciated that. And uh, what I would say, the atmosphere I thought was it was cracking yesterday. There's a lot of you know when we were under the cross, certainly in the second half, the whole come on you Spurs and, and when the Spurs go marching in, I think you know was superb, and you know driving the team forward, you know. They always say the the supporters are the twelfth man, and 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 I think that's true. They can help spur the team on. You saw that in the Leicester game when the VAR goal got disallowed for us, and then that spurred the Leicester no pun intended spurred the Leicester uh, fans into action, and then drove the team forward. I think we did that as well. You know, I'm I'm certainly going to take some credit for it. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think. Yeah, super, superb that we won that game. We were we were the Saints now, not the Sinners like we've been in previous uh, games. Um, but yeah, then the potch out stuff has seemed to have stopped, so that's good. What we need to do now, we've got Brighton away and then Watford at home before the Liverpool game away. So we need to get you know six points out of the Brighton and Watford games. Uh, play like we did there with heart and, and passion and, and you know quality as well. Stick Ericsson in again for both of them because I think even away from home, Brighton will sit back. Uh, and yeah, I, I, there's no reason why we can't win them. We've just got to cut out these stupid, stupid mistakes and then be clinical. 
Uh, yeah, the the other rumour that's come about is that when Pochettino leaves, Southgate is the one wanted, you know. I mean, there's been no talk from anybody saying that Pochettino's going to leave or wants to leave, so I don't know where this has come from. It was from the Sunday Sport, I think, which, you know, tells you everything. Um, it might not have been from the Sunday Sport, but it was. it might have been the star, actually, that, again, tells you everything. But, you know... You know, Levy said he doesn't want him to go, and and Pochettino said, you know, he's the one to take us forward. So there's no no talk, and that that's from the person, not not written in a newspaper without any quote from the person. So it's just, again, it's just mindless, mindless, just rumours. You know, Southgate's good manager, but an international manager, tactically, I'm not sure, but, and then you know, would he want to leave England even if if that happened, like? Although that wasn't the story. The story was we wanted him. But anyway, I, I think it's just nonsense again. I don't even think Pochettino wants to leave. I don't think Levy wants him to go. I think Pochettino's, you know, committed to Spurs. Obviously, if he did feel that he couldn't take us any further, then that might change. But like Gina said, uh, I think on the radio, that he, he's he's committed to this project and loves the project. And, you know, Genus would know more than... Uh, these journalists, just because of his Tottenham history, and and he's probably able to speak to some of the players, you know, with his Tottenham connections and England connections. So, yeah, I, I think it's just rubbish, rubbish. So finally, uh, the Bayern Munich game is on Tuesday. Uh, that's a massive, massive game. Hope hopefully this going down to ten men for an hour hasn't knackered all the players out so that they won't be at it on Tuesday because they're tired. Uh, I think Moore will play in this game just because he didn't come on in that one, and you know I think Sun will be on the bench. Moore will start just for fresh freshness, and then if we do need Sun, then he's not played all the game and and is tired. He did come off, so I think that's partly to. With that as well, Lamella came on. I think Lamella brings energy, doesn't he? he? Like he's infectious with his energy, and that translates to the team. It's the same with Ali. Though he seems to be unfit and his form has dipped, but I think with the injuries, I know that's that's kind of broken up the the playing, obviously. So he's not really had a a, a long run in the team, similar to Ndombele. So I think if Ali can get in the team, but I I I think and then have a a long run. I th- I think what happens with Ali as well is he's he's really important off the ball, just because of his running and his movement and and getting into the ball into the box late. It's difficult to pick up. So if we can get him back to the sixteen seventeen season, Ali, along with Dyer as well, uh, that'd be great. But yeah, you know, this this buying game, I think at home, I think we can beat anyone, and and you know. We're one of them teams which every every team generally is on their day unplayable and you know win every game. It's just how often is it your day? But I think we can beat Bayern. Like if we can get four points out of two games, that's a really strong position. That and we've gone away to the MP Arcos, which isn't good, and then home to the the favourites in the group. Uh, I'd like to see us start quick again. No stupid mistakes this time. No sendings off. No Cruyff turns in your six yard box. But if we can start off quick, get an early start, the crowd will get up, and then that will help us through. Uh, and then, yeah, ho- hopefully the players aren't tired from uh, Saturday's exploits against Southampton. Uh, 
Kane seems to love the Premier uh, Champions League. I think he's scored more goals in it than he's played games, which fantastic return. I think he he's a player for the big stage as well, isn't he? Uh, the Champions League final was different. He'd been injured. I personally don't think he should have started that one, and <laughs> I felt really sorry for Lucas Moore. You know, gets us through to the final in 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 that semi final. You know, best feeling I've ever had in football that last goal. I can't actually remember celebrating that. I was told in a pub afterwards that I was hugging everyone. I don't remember that. It was an out-of-body experience. But I think he should have started and he deserved to start. But, you know, Poch again was damned if he did, damned if he didn't there. If we, if we lose that game and he starts with more and not Kane, it's like, oh, why don't you play Kane? If, if we lose like we did and he played Kane, oh, why did you start Kane, not more? Uh, but, yeah, I, I think we can beat Bayern, certainly at home. You know, Oreo, I think, will start. But I think he'd have had a dressing down to not piss about again and be stupid. Same with Loris. Don't piss around in your own six-yard box. Just get rid of it if if in doubt. Uh, Sanchez, I think, could play at, at centre-back. Fourth, I think, is a bit too early for him. He's still coming back from injury. Um, Ndombele, I think, will start. Sissoko, obviously, the, the main people there. Eriksen, I think, has to as well. Uh just for creativity, and, and again, we haven't got the playmaker, and then if we're under the cosh, he can slow the game down. Winks is a dead... I think Winks is pretty much... Like Harry Kane, I think Winks is, is basically his name picks himself now. He He's just become superb. It's just his injury problems as well in previous seasons. Hopefully that's behind him now, and he can have a real solid season and play like 40-odd games. Uh, yeah, I, I think... I, I'm I'm feeling positive for the buying game. I think we can win, like I've said. We have to start off quick. Don't let them get silly goals and silly mistakes. No red cards or anything like that. And, and What I'd like to see us do is get back to how we used to be. Like Liverpool are now, we're closing down all over the pitch. But I think people like Lamella and Ali help with that because off the ball they do that and it's infectious and it, it spreads throughout the team. Like You, you have to close as a, like that as a unit. The unit of 11 players, you can't have just two people doing the closing down and no one else doing it because it won't work because you'll get picked off. You've got to have, not 11 players, I'm not the goalkeeper, like 10 players doing it at, at the same time and, and in all areas of the pitch. I think that needs to happen. If we can get back to that, then we're a match for anybody. Uh, but yeah, that's my views of the buying game. And then Brighton, obviously, we need to win that. Keep that run going, get two... Two wins out of two on the trot in the in the Premier League, and that builds momentum. That sixteen seventeen season, people saying that we've had a terrible start this season and the potch out nonsense. You know, sixteen seventeen, we had a terrible start, an even worse one after about ten games, and then we went on a run of about like thirteen games where we didn't lose, and that's what shot us up the league. So I think we can do that again. This Liverpool game in, in three games' time will be really tricky. Uh, I'm not sure. We'd win. We could win that. I think a draw we could do. We should have beaten them last year. It was Sissoko, who who you know went through at the end and then just got a nosebleed when he went to have the shot. But we should have won that last last year against the second best team in the country and the best in Europe. So yeah, I I retract that comment. I think we can win against them. And they you know they were lucky against Sheffield United conceding chances. So I, I think we can beat them. But we need to get on a good run, beat Bayern Munich, beat Brighton, and then Watford. And I, I imagine we've got the, 
I think, is it Red Star Belgrade we've got in the Champions League? I think that's the next one. So I think we've got them as well and then Liverpool. But I think we can win them all. I'm positive anyway. I'm looking positive, being optimistic. So, you know, you can hold it against me. The, the other thing about yesterday's game as well is, you know, I was the good luck char- charm because just outside the game I was on the phone to my friend and a bird decided to have a shit on my hat. Uh, which is meant to be good luck, and it turned out that it was, even though we got sending off, we we, we rode our luck. So I, I take full responsibility for that, and you are welcome. And we're about done. Uh, that wraps up this one, this episode, first episode, and what I think of the uh, Southampton game, the performances, the mistakes, the silly little Twitter rumours, which will just keep coming on, so <laughs> that might as well be a regular feature on this. And what I think for the future and then ne- the immediate future, the next few games. But I, th- I think we can have a good season again. You know, After the Colchester game as well, people saying that there's negative mentality, so like, you know, saying it could be a blessing in disguise, but, the, you know, these people are saying uh, it was one of the only realistic competitions we could win you know I mean that's a negative attitude and a you know losing mentality attitude we got to a Champions League final last year you know that's what we should be going for we, there's no reason we can't get to that again you know people say oh that's stupid don't be stupid I don't think it is stupid like you know no reason we can't do that again and, you know, people saying, yeah, we got to the final, but we got lucky. You name me a team that wins any kind of competition, that have ever won any kind of competition, that doesn't get some kind of luck along the way. You know, it doesn't happen. You know, unless you're called 1970s Brazil. But, yeah, so I think we can get that again. I think the league, the, the, the two teams at the top of the league are well ahead of everybody. Uh, but, you know, we were, in a cha- we were in the title race for a little bit last season. We're playing catch-up now, but there's no reason if we go on a massive run... And, you know, City and Liverpool drop a few games here or there that we couldn't be backing it again. Um, but anyway, we'll save that for another podcast. Uh, thanks for listening, which i well aware I'm probably not even talking to two dozen people there. But anyway, thanks for listening. And until next time, after the Bayern Munich game, hopefully we get the result there. Come on, you Spurs. <laughs>